welcome back. This is your internet uncle. Today we're talking about my Asian heritage. So these opinions are mine and mine alone and based on my personal experience, right? So they're definitely not applicable to everyone. If you have common experiences, fantastic, right? We all have a chuckle. So to start off, Chinese women have two volume settings, loud and louder. They say they're not loud, but boy, are they loud. I think you know you're Asian when the second question when you see an animal is, can I eat it? And when I talk about eating it, I don't mean like, you know, very, you know, just the muscle parts or maybe in, you know, some of the, you know, internal organs, everything. I personally don't go in for this, but apparently... There was a Chinese restaurant, and actually they're still around, that served animal dick. I'm not even kidding. They are also now a franchise. And I'm pretty sure they have cream sauces, too, available. So, Nguyen, or Nguyen, or Nguyen, however you want to pronounce it, is the most common last name for Vietnamese people. It's like Smith in the English language. And this, you get into issues sometimes. And I was surprised when I came into this issue. So my sister-in-law had just immigrated over and we were filling out her paperwork uh, for some government documents. And I was talking with this African Service Canada rep. And he was asking, okay, you know, what are her parents' last names? So Nguyen and Nguyen. Well, what's her mom's maiden name? It's Nguyen. And he looked at me. Very strange. And I had to explain. It's the common last name. And I'm pretty sure he had banjos sounding off inside his brain. Viet Boomer men love Hotel California. I tried confirming with my old man to see why this was. And he couldn't give me an answer. And he's not the, be- he's not the best source for cultural things. If you're ever in an airport and you see Asian people stowing boxes, you know, instead of luggage, it's because you can carry way more shit in boxes. And when, well, I can't speak for Chinese, Korean, or Japanese people, but Vietnamese people go back home, right? They have to bring shit for everybody because if you're going back home, it means everyone assumes you're loaded, right? You might just be a burger flipper at McDonald's, it doesn't matter. Everyone thinks you're loaded. So you get to live up to the expectation and bring gifts for everybody. Except for my old man. He said, fuck that. Right? But that's a different story. So when kids of Vietnamese people reach the age of one month, you know, they celebrate their birth. I... Remember asking the exes? She wasn't sure why. In any case, there's a party, and the guys get drunk, and the guys try to get the dad so drunk he gets sick. It's tradition. Right? So the the ex's nephew, his her oldest nephew, right, for his one month day, right? You know, of course, he was a baby, right? You know, he didn't he pre- he had no idea what was going on. On his he pooped and burped like a champ. 
So before electronics became, you know, relatively cheap, like nowadays, right? You know, it's really costly, very difficult to afford, you know, good television, VCR, that kind of thing. So I'm pretty sure it's not just Chinese Vietnamese folks who did this, right? I think the Beardsley seat said his parents did it too. I'll have to confirm with them. I'll have to check with Dennis too. Maybe Dennis can, can pause this and chime in if his parents... Like I, I never saw this at uh, any Caucasian family's home when I was younger, but maybe some people did. Any case, some people still do it now, right? They will take the remote controls and saran wrap them. Let's be real here, John. We didn't have remote controls in my family. So if you and Beardsley can stop flexing on how rich your families were, that would be really great. Right. Or, you know, the stickers you're supposed to remove, right? Because like the ones that kind of state what kind of features, you know, the machine particular device has, right? They won't remove them. Because, you know, they want it to look as new and shiny as when they had bought it. Yeah. Random thing. The X hates owls. And I've been told a lot of Vietnamese people do. Because the ex explained that when owls come to a home, right, it means someone in that home is about to die. So they really, they hate the messenger. They're trying to shoot the messenger. Right. So I mentioned this to a Romanian co-worker. And apparently they also have the same belief. So it's not just a Vietnamese thing. If you ever see an older... East Asian man with one longer finger. Now, usually one of the pinky fingers is for picking boogers. It's gross. It's fucking disgusting, right? The old man explained to me that, you know, when I kind of got grotted out, he's like, you know, breathing is the most important thing. So you had to do whatever it takes, you know, to, you know, keep it open. Then he picked his nose. Another gross thing is, Sometimes um, you'll see that, you know, these guys will have a mole and they'll have these long, scraggly, single, or, you know, a couple loose hairs growing out of them. I don't know why. I've never looked at it because I've always been grossed up by that too. And it probably has to deal with luck. So generally, if Asian people do anything, it is to do with luck. And it's more luck to get money, to get rich. Right. That explains eights. Or for Vietnamese people, it's nine. Again, it's what I remember uh, being told. I think I've asked, and I never got a satisfactory answer, and I haven't researched it. So if you want to find out more, I'm sorry. You have to dig it up yourself. So I mentioned that you know East Asian people will... Like, like to eat. Well, the, it's quite kind of, right? But really, food is a huge part of our lives. But there's still things, like, actually, I was surprised. Um, so my ex was from a part of Vietnam farther south than where my family originates from. So they have more Khmer influence. So their cuisine is a little bit different. And it includes uh, fermented three-striped crabs. Right. 
I tried it one time. It was my ex-sister-in-law's favorite thing in the universe, right? So, you know, she saw it one time at the Viet grocery store, and she's like, I have to get this. I was like, okay. And it's like, you know, big big bro John, you got to try this, right? I'm like, okay. So I grabbed a small little claw, chomped down, and I was going to chew, you know, chew it shell and all because, you know, it's, it's a small crab, thinner shell. And then I stopped because little motherfuckers weren't cooked. They're thrown, they're taken raw, cleaned up a little bit, and thrown into a pickling solution and fermented. It's pretty gross. I remember asking uh, my my parents about this. Neither of them like it. They also don't like, uh, there's a lot of fermented, uh, various fermented products, fermented fish, fermented squid, fermented guts, right? I actually w- went to a market with the Excess family. It was on the border between Cambodia and Vietnam that specialized in these fermented food products. And people were buying like gangbusters. So, but, you know, they weren't pre-packaged, right? Maybe it is now, you know. This was like years ago when we went. But just imagine kind of like a plastic tub, right? You know, maybe like a foot and a half across with a four-foot pile of this fermented goo with flies all over it and people buy it by the bag loads i want to i actually want to retch one sec uh so actually the first time i went to home to vietnam i don't know why i call it home because really home is canada but i don't know it's a state of mind so maybe, maybe one day i'll be buried there who knows if we're not incinerated by nuclear weapons but that's an aside and i guess so the First time I went to Vietnam in 1994, the whole neighbor, like whole little commune area, kind of turned out to try to catch this field rat. Uh, sorry, I, I kind of stuttered there. A field rat, not a city rat, not a sewer rat, a field rat. Right, that's the big difference because they're not field rats. Generally, aren't infested with disease. So my old man's oldest sister said there are parts of Nam. Right. This edible rat, you know, is edible, safe to eat, according to them. You know, there are special dishes made with them. And if you're really rich, you will, you know, feed the whole, a whole wedding banquet with rat dishes. I'm not even kidding. Uh, dog eating is on the decline. I wish I hadn't been part of it. Uh, that's another story, right? So just a fact I, I was told, well, not a fact, but uh, a thing, anecdote I was told is that if you eat too much dog, other dogs may will start chasing after you because apparently they can smell, you know, the aroma of dog coming off your body because you've eaten so much, right? Uh, since then, I've hung with other dogs, right, and they haven't taken a bite out of me, Right? So I'm glad for that. I'm not happy. I've had Rover more than a few times in my life. Fuck. So this is something I don't know. Is it something of Vietnamese people here, only here in Canada or at least in Edmonton? But so most people would, you know, squeeze some lime juice and throw a lime slice into a Corona, right? Vietnamese people will also add salt to it, like it's tequila. And when I didn't do this, they looked at me like I was weird. So you may remember, these are people who think Heineken is the best beer in the universe. 
So Vietnam also makes a rice liquor, similar to sake, but it's actually, I think it's actually distilled. I've never seen it made, but like sake is actually brewed like beer. But, uh, I mean, I looked it up anyway, so I, I was just going to assume it's distilled. I'm probably wrong, but whatever. So my old man said, all the rice liquor now in Vietnam, well, not, I don't know how you can claim all because he's only drunk, you know, Round and where he grew up, right, is all garbage, right? Because the stuff he had when he was younger, it was ma- not made with regular rice. It was made with sweet rice, right? And it had a much better taste. It was much smoother. It was just better, right? So nowadays, you have and liquor. There's a bitter aftertaste, and most people will spit to clear in their palate after drinking it, right? Uh, Anything, I'll just have a sip of water, right, just to clear my palate, because I think just spitting wherever is gross, cause, but that's a function of growing up here. So common practice there is to share shots. Again, this is pre-COVID, so I don't know if this is still going on. This might explain some COVID numbers. But you would either, um, you would invite someone, usually, uh, you, you know, you would uh, ask an elder, right, to drink with you. And you know, and you drank according to how they drank. If they drank a half a glass, shot glass, you finished the rest. If they drank a full one, you finished it. Sometimes, you know, it's uh, depending on the social circumstance. Like for after my wedding, I was given the honor of the first shot, right, right, and I just drained it, the whole thing. And everyone was like, "Hell yeah, we're starting. We're gonna have a party." That's when I woke, you know, blacked out and came to at two in the morning that night. But that's a different story. Now, it's generally guys who drink, but I think there are more and more ladies who drink. But it depends on the families and stuff. So when my ex-sister-in-law got married, like she was a little heartthrob. So everyone, like, you know, all the boys in her class, like, tell all over her. So when, you know, she got married, like, you know, she invited, like, her whole, whole class, right? And it's only the guys who showed up, now I think about it. Or maybe the girl the girls, too, but, you know, they didn't drink. So they said, you know, they, you know, they wanted to drink with the bride, right? So this is uh, the night before the actual ceremony and stuff. So there's a kind of like a friends and family night uh, before the actual ceremony and bank, you know, formal banquet. And you know, so she went shot for shot with all these. There was like twenty something, like I think twenty six of them, right? And like her grandma was scandalized. She was so mad, right? Because girls from the country don't do this, but she did. For me, uh, like the worst part was not the drinking, or I didn't care, you know, like grew up in Canada, right? Girls do this all the time here. But the fact that she was like, she woke up like, oh yeah, and she got like yelly drunk too. It's fucking hilarious. But she was like on four, three, four or five hours of sleep, right? The next morning, so she had to get up like really early, like three or four in the morning, you know, do her makeup and get dressed and stuff, right? And when I came to, and then just kind of checked, like, how is she feeling? And she's fucking just like beards, so like, but you know she was like early 20s so she was like i feel fine like she was energetic she was like glowing right and i was about to die okay. yes i i wasn't happy the fact that i was hung over and she wasn't many things that was a good time so just a few notes on uh <laughs> my my bit on asian culture so thanks for listening so for your viewing consideration i recommend Historia Civilis. It is a YouTuber who specializes in Roman history.
He uses uh, very simple pictograms to kind of sh uh, show the movements of people and army army formations and stuff. You know, pretty detailed, pretty interesting, pretty fun. In any case, thank you again for listening. Thanks to Dennis for keeping this show on the road, and catch you later.